0: Welcome to the Real Tea with Trania podcast, where a real talk meets a real walk in Christ. I am your host, Trania Sante, and we are back with episode 10, The Choice is in Your Hands. What's up, everyone, and welcome back. So this is a new episode, and as you've heard by the title... The choice is in your hands. Now, this particular episode is going to go two ways. Um, However, it mainly focuses on one goal, which is to choose God. Okay. Um, I will start us off with the first scripture, which is in Joshua chapter 24, verse 14 to 15. Joshua chapter 24 verse 14 to 15 and it says so fear the lord and serve him wholeheartedly Put away forever the idols your ancestors worship when they live beyond the Euphrates River and in Egypt. Serve the Lord alone. But if you refuse to serve the Lord, then choose today whom you will serve. Would you prefer the gods of your ancestors served beyond the Euphrates, or will it be the god of the Amorites in whose land you now live? But as for me and my family, we will serve the Lord. Amen. So this scripture gives us a nice good summary of what we're dealing with today. Today we live in a society where idols have taken over. Um, our worship to the one and true living God, which is Jesus Christ. Idols can be anything. It's anything that you put more attention on instead of God. Anything that you put before God is considered an idol. And what does the Bible say in the book of Exodus when it talks about the Ten Commandments? It says, Exodus chapter 20, um, verses one Two, three. This is where the Ten Commandments are. And it says, then God gave the people all these instructions. I am the Lord your God who rescued you from the land of Egypt, the place of your slavery. You must not have any other God but me. Okay, so God's saying in his word that we shall not have any other God instead of him. It's very easy nowadays to turn to crystals, zodiac signs, what else is out there? Um, Ancestor worship, witchcraft, tarot cards. There are so many things out there um, that have essentially taken the attention of our generation and as a result we are either directly or indirectly knowing or unknowingly serving false gods now i know that in today's society serving jesus christ has this stigma of being lame and whack but i'm here to tell you that that ideology is sent from hell because if we open up If we go to John chapter three, verse 16, it says, for God so loved the world that he gave his only one son that whoever believes in him shall not perish, but have eternal life. We hear this scripture over and over and over again. However, I want to bring an understanding with this scripture that there is no other God that would go to the lengths and measures that jesus christ did for us okay um and i know that some people think that the after like after you die like it's not as bad like if you want to live however you want to here on this earth now like you you won't have to pay for it later because like there is no God and you know, whatever, whatever, like whatever the ideology is that makes people believe that they can do whatever they want because they can is a very dangerous lifestyle to live. Um, true freedom in Christ has boundaries because if you think about the garden the incident that happened in the garden in genesis chapter three um where the snake essentially persuaded eve to eat the fruit after god had told them which he told adam but they both understood that they were not to eat the fruit from the tree of the knowledge of good and evil um because if they ate from it they would die now Okay, let's go ahead and open that um, scripture really quickly. Genesis uh, chapter 3. Okay, so if we look at Genesis chapter 3, we see the conversation happening between the woman and the snake, right? And in verse 4, it says, You won't die, the serpent replied to the woman. God knows that your eyes will be open as soon as you eat it, and you will be like God, knowing both good and evil. Which that then convinced her, and then she had the lust of the eyes, because the fruit looked delicious. And, you know, she wanted the wisdom that it would give her. But this is the thing. If we focus on that, where it says that um, she wanted the wisdom it would give her. She wanted the wisdom that the fruit would give her. Totally bypassing the fact that she has access to the God that knows all. James chapter 1, verses 4. Five, it says, if you need wisdom, ask our generous God and He will give it to you. He will not rebuke you for asking. But when you ask Him, be sure your faith is in God alone. Do not waver, for a person with divided loyalty is as unsettled as a wave of the sea that is blown and tossed by the wind. Such people should not expect to receive anything from God. Their loyalty is divided between God and the world. They are unstable in everything they do. So Paralleling this back to Genesis chapter 3, we see that Eve failed to ask God for that wisdom because she decided to look for the quote unquote wisdom in this fruit. Okay, and the reason, um, backtrack, God is not a man that he should lie. Go to Numbers 23, 19. God is not, God is not a man. So he does not lie. He is not human. So he does not change his mind. Has he ever spoken and failed to act? Has he ever promised and not carried it through? Okay. So God is not a man. So he does not lie. God is God. So bringing it back to this for root, we see that Eve did not have a strong foundation in God. And we know that it wasn't just Eve that ate the fruit. Adam ate the fruit there because the Bible says that he was with her. And I wonder why he didn't act faster when um Eve obviously was gonna eat this fruit. But that's neither here nor there. I just want to bring the understanding that we serve a God that does not lie to us. We serve a God that is good. And we serve a God that knows what's best for us. Okay, He never designed us to know anything about what is evil and to know anything about death. He only wanted us to dwell on the good stuff forever and ever and mind you i always point out in this scripture that god said that he cannot that adam and eve could not eat from the tree of the knowledge of good and evil however they still had access to that tree of life though okay and that tree of life gave them access to live forever now it's funny though how the enemy will cause think about it they're in the garden and God gave them everything that they could ever need. Everything. That garden had everything And If you go read um, the first three chapters of Genesis, you will understand what I'm talking about. Right? And then here comes the serpent coming in to distract them. Um, with something that they're not allowed to touch. That one thing out of everything that they had in the garden. And the only thing, you know, one thing about Satan is he'll make that one thing that you're not supposed to touch look so good because he knows. Let me tell you something. Satan has a destination. The devil has a destination, which is the lake of fire Forever okay and he wants to bring as many people down with him as possible mind you he used to be an angel and he fell from heaven because puffed up pride and you know wanted to be more than god and god was like no that's not going to happen right and i really want to allow the holy spirit to minister more to you about this um but in the In the uh, context of choosing who you will serve, choosing who you will serve. It is better to choose the Lord. It is better to choose Jesus Christ than to choose the things that He has created to help you, than to choose the things that. Um, were made from his hand to help you, you might as well serve the God that made the thing. Do not worship the thing. Do not serve the thing, okay? Because if you look at John chapter 14, verse 6, it says, Jesus told him, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one can come to the Father except through me. Amen. And if you go to Matthew chapter 7 verses 13 to 14, it says, you can enter the kingdom of God only through the narrow gate. The narrow gate is Christ Jesus. The highway to hell is broad and its gate is wide for the many who choose that way but the gateway to life is very narrow and the road is difficult and only a few ever find it we get lost in this world because there's so many concoctions and so many mixtures like there's Jesus and chakras there's Jesus and what are they mixing out here nowadays? Like there's Jesus and like, oh, you know, wild party. There's Jesus and drunkenness. There's Jesus and smoking weed. Like, no, like Jesus needs to be in our lives in raw form without all the extra stuff. Some of us, you know, we're carrying Um, Ancestral worship Some of us are worshiping other gods And we don't even know Just by our affiliation Even in organizations I will not expand on that topic yet But there are organizations That Christians find themselves in Where service to other gods Are being done And they're a part of it And as a result of being a part of it You're guilty by association And I know that sometimes we'll think and say like, oh, well, it's never that deep, but honestly, it is that deep because our salvation is at stake. So the one thing that I want to make very clear to you is that living for Christ Jesus is definitely worth it at first. Yes, you're going to go through a lot of stripping. You're going to go through a lot of hard seasons. You're breaking away from old patterns that you've lived with for a long time as he's establishing new patterns into your life. There's a lot of deprogramming that happens and reprogramming that happens, but it is all for your benefit in the long run. Think about the long run because you do not want to get caught up in the instant gratification of life now to suffer later in the eternal lake of fire that is not Pretty. If you read the gospel, it always talks about where there will be weeping and mourning and the gnashing of teeth. That is hell. Nobody wants to go to hell and hell is a real place and it's a choice. I always I remember listening to um, one video on YouTube and I always repeat it where this guy, he says, like, God doesn't send anybody to hell. We send ourselves. We choose that way. God lays everything out in his word for us to choose him. In our free will, we have the choice to choose him or not. And I'm here as an ambassador of Christ to tell you to choose Jesus today, right now. Because we don't know how much longer we have on this earth. And we hear this all the time that Jesus is coming back and he's coming back. And I pray that we're ready for his return. And you can get ready right now. Don't wait till the last, because we don't know when he's coming back. we don't know the day or the hour. And um, let me go to my scripture where it says, okay, go to Matthew 24, verse 42 to 44. It says, therefore, stay awake, for you do not know on what day your Lord is coming. But know this, if... That if the master of the house had known in what part of the night the thief was coming, he would have stayed awake and would not have let his house be broken into. Therefore, you also must be ready for the son of man is coming at an hour you do not expect. Let's keep going to 45. Who then is the faithful and wise servant? Whom his master has sent over his household to give them their food at the proper time. Blessed is that servant whom his master will find so doing when he comes. Truly I say to you, he will set him over all his possessions. But if that wicked servant says to himself, My master is delayed and begins to beat his fellow servants and eats and drinks with drunkards, the master of that servant will come on a day when he does not expect him, at an hour he does not know, and and will cut him in pieces and put him with the hypocrites in that place where there will be weeping and gnashing of teeth. What does this scripture mean? This scripture is a call for you to choose Christ and be a faithful and wise servant. Okay. Cause I'm about to get into the next aspect of, you know, the whole choice thing, right? Choosing God We see that when we choose God and when we're faithful in serving him and when we're faithful in growing in his attributes and when we're faithful in stewarding what he has given us, whenever he returns, he will find us, you know, working for him. He'll find us serving him, maybe praying to him, worshiping him. He will find us in that positioning, in the right position. Okay. He will find us in the right position. Now. For those of us that say, Oh yeah, you know, I'm a Christian, but then you still do everything that Christians should not be doing. That is what you will be labeled as a wicked servant, right? Because you know, God ain't coming back, you know, you still want to sow your oats, your wild oats. Okay. Like you still want to turn up. You still want to, you know, be having sex outside of marriage. You still want to do whatever you want to do for the sake of doing what you want to do, thinking that you're going to catch, you know, that last sliver of time. No, like spend, spend as much time there as you want to and let him catch you off guard. And you will be cut into pieces, put with the hypocrites. <laughs> this is not funny where there'll be weeping and the gnashing of teeth. You could be shaking your booty at the club thinking that's your last night doing that and you're going to give your life to Christ the next day. But then when Christ returns, he catch you in that club and you ain't prayed, you ain't served, you ain't did nothing. You just been living your life. You've been doing you. That's dangerous. That's very dangerous. like that's dangerous and then you'll be thinking like oh my gosh like i wish i had more time but like god has given us time now to choose so one prayer point should be like lord help me use my time wisely and lord help me use my time for you amen let me not get caught up are you not tired of playing both sides of the fence though like let's be for real are you not tired of playing both sides of the fence? Like, are, I mean, if the church that you're going to is not working for you and you're not um, growing spiritually, go to a different church, bro. Like, we don't have time to be, you know, sliding by life and... Um, not making anything out of it for the glory of God. There are souls that need to hear the gospel and we are responsible for the gospel getting reached to parts of the world. Like you as an individual, like for me as an example, I have an audience that I'm called to talk to. And here I am by the grace of God. Here I am by the grace of God. Sorry about your ears. Here I am by the grace of God finally, you know, accepting that, i'm called by god and i have assignments to complete on this earth for the glory of god i used to be a runner i used to be a track star when it came to god shout out to jonah and the bible for you know really filling me because i used to run from god with everything in me because you know i didn't want to i didn't want to you know do whatever he was calling me to do i didn't want to live that life the lifestyle I was born or whatever but It's very close-minded of me to think that there's nothing good that comes from serving the Lord with everything that I have, with everything on the inside of me. I mean, honestly and truly, my life is not even my own in the first place. You know, waking up in the morning is a miracle in itself. Like, you don't wake up on your own might. You don't wake up on your own. That is God's doing every single day. He wakes you up. You have no control over that. As much as you want to think you do, you have no control over waking up from your slumber. It's God that watches over our souls. Um, So I'm here to tell you to choose Jesus. And over the course of this podcast, um, as the Holy Spirit gives me revelation, I will be able to break it down further and further. But this is an opener to tell you, you need to stop. Playing with your life. Thinking that hell is a cute place. It's not cute. It's not cute. It's not cute. They been making jokes and stuff on the internet about, oh, we going to hell. Who? Not me. Not I. Uh-uh. The Bible says that... For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son so that no one should perish. So that whoever believes in him should not perish but have eternal life. I choose, that's it, I I choose to believe in Jesus Christ. Therefore, I shall not perish but have eternal life because I believe in Jesus Christ. And I follow him. Amen. And I read his word and apply it in my life. And I'm an ambassador for Christ. What does that mean? So I'm out here evangelizing and telling more people about Christ to come to this side. Christ, this is the real winning side. You need to come back to the person that created you to tell you about you. This world cannot tell you about you. We already confused about he, she, they, them, don't know, bro. God did not make it all that difficult. He made you. He knows exactly how he made you. He can tell you who you are if you are confused. You need to choose Jesus. All right. Pivoting. Now, we're going to talk about gifts. Okay. You choose God. Now, you choose God with your life. Now, you're going to choose God with your gifts. Amen. God has placed the gift on the inside of us, on the inside of every single one of us. If we turn to 1 Corinthians chapter 12, verses 4 to 11. 1 Corinthians 12, chapter 4 to 11. It says there are different kinds of spiritual gifts, but the same spirit is the source of them all. There are different kinds of service, but we serve the same Lord. God works in different ways, but it's the same God who does the work in all of us. A spiritual gift is given to each of us so that we can help each other. To one person, the spirit gives the ability to give wise advice. To the other, the same spirit gives a message of special knowledge. The same spirit gives great faith to another and to someone else. The one spirit gives the gift of healing. He gives one person the power to perform miracles and another, the ability to prophesy. He gives someone else the ability to discern whether a message is from the Holy Spirit of God or from another spirit. Still, another person is given the ability to speak in unknown languages, while another is given the ability to interpret what is being said. It is the one and only Spirit who distributes all these gifts. He alone decides which gift each person should have. Amen. The scripture gives us understanding that many of us have gifts. All of us have gifts, actually. A lot of us can sing, a lot of us can dance, a lot of us are creative, a lot of us are more effective in the administration, a lot of us are great nine-to-fivers, a lot of us are preferably entrepreneurs, musicians, speakers, you know, all of the things. There are so many gifts and talents, oh my gosh, there are so many gifts and talents that God has placed on the inside of us. But then, again, remember when I mentioned earlier about the use of idolatry in our lives, a lot of us also use our gifts to worship false gods. A lot of us use our gifts to bring glory to false gods, and that is an abomination and an insult to God. For example, um, someone that's really well-known like Beyonce, right, and Nicki Minaj, right, they are great singers great rappers but they do not use their gift to glorify god they use their gift to glorify false gods and obviously it's obvious if you haven't like i'm sorry if you haven't seen it then your eyes are not open it's really obvious that they do not do they do they be singing um jesus songs and do they be telling people to give life to christ at their concerts no they don't and y'all be there screaming y'all lungs out, dancing with y'all whole body. But then when it comes to the things of God, we real dry. Real dry. Check that. Okay. But that's an example of people using their gifts and then not giving glory back to God with their gift. They went and essentially they went to go they went to go serve the devil with their gifts. Like if we're being cut and clear here. Like, let's really open our eyes to see, because yes, God has given us the freedom to use our gifts anyhow, because of free will, right? However, if we go to first Corinthians chapter 10, verse 31, it says, so whether you eat or drink or whatever you do, do it all for the glory of God. Amen. 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 Everything that we should be doing should be giving glory to God, okay? Keep that in mind. Everything that we should be doing should be giving glory to God. Because at the end of the day, he's the one that enables us to be fruitful in these gifts. He's given each and every one of us a gift to operate in. He's given each and every single one of us an audience that we're called to, right? To return back to him right? Think about that. And God can multiply your gift. He can multiply your gift in a way that is much more rewarding. Because if you listen to a lot of celebrities nowadays, yes, they are quote unquote successful and all these things, but they're never truly happy or satisfied. God is the only one that can multiply our gift and satisfy us. Amen? Okay, so if you think about it, too, as well, many gifts and ideas are lying dormant on the inside of us that need to be put to use. So maybe you're on this side of the spectrum where you kind of feel like, oh, yeah, you know, I'm on God's side. I've chosen God. However, the gifts that I have, I feel like the market is oversaturated and I shouldn't use my gift because it wouldn't, you know, do any good to the audience that I'm called to. Now, I want you to think about that. The market is never oversaturated. There's always room, okay? And I want to pull up this scripture. Go to Proverbs 18, verses 16. It says, A man's gift maketh room for him, and bringeth him before great men. Your gift will make room for you. So sis bro, whatever gift that you have been keeping dormant on the inside of you, that you've been keeping at the bottom of your to-do list, pick it up and ask God to give you strategy on how to go forward with that gift. Because there's a particular angle that God has um, put on the inside of you for it to be expressed in a unique way. Yes, the market is oversaturated, but no one has operated in this part of the market like you. There is a special way that you operate, that a population of people will be attracted to. Amen. there's There's a gazillion podcasts out there. You know, there's a gazillion things. I have made my own excuses. Okay. However, here I am. Here I am. Here I am. And now I'm telling you to ask God to give you the strategy and give you the courage and to go out there into that oversaturated, into that oversaturated market and watch how God comes through for you. All right. We don't want to be um, like the people in the parable of the talents. Okay, Matthew 25, verse 14 to 18 starts off, says, again, the kingdom of heaven can be illustrated by the story of a man going on a long trip. He called together his servants and entrusted his money to them while he was gone. He gave five bags of silver to one Two bags of silver to another, and one bag of silver to the last, dividing it in portion, dividing it in proportion to their abilities. He then left on his trip. The servant who received five bags of silver began to invest the money and earn five more. The servant with two bags of silver went to work and earned two more. But the servant who received one bag of silver dug a hole in the ground and hid the master's money. Um, Verse 19. Well, we'll read the whole thing. Ooh. Well, probably not because that's a lot. It goes all the way to verse 40. Now, let me sum this up. So, after the guy with the one talent dug a hole and buried it, the master comes back and he asks for a report from each of the servants that he gave money to, right? So, yeah, the one with five bags earned five more. So then the master was like, "Oh, well done, good and faithful servant." Same thing with the guy with two bags. The guy with two bags got two more and the master was like, "Oh, well done, good and faithful servant." And then with the last guy, he was like, "Well, um, I know you were kind of harsh and I just went ahead and you know, he was afraid that he he was afraid to lose money. So he buried it and here, here your money back." And then it's funny because then the master is like, bro, you wicked and lazy servant. If I knew that you weren't gonna use it, then I might as well have just um put the money in the bank and gotten some interest on it. So basically he took his little one bag and gave it to the guy with 10 bags, right? And then um, basically he told the thing like, oh, well, you know, the little that you do have will be taken away and the servant was now thrown into outer darkness where there'll be weeping and gnashing of teeth again. So there's even a consequence for not bringing a return on the gifts that God had put on the inside of you back to the master. Hey, bringing a return on the gift God gave you back to the master, back to Christ. Okay. Like I said, with the whole Beyonce Nick and Nicki Minaj thing, they're using their gifts, they're multiplying it, but they're bringing it back to who? Who is their master? Their master is not Jesus Christ. So they're robbing God of the gifts that He put on the inside of them, right? May we not be also like the guy um, with one bag and burying our gift and talent in the ground? That's still just as bad because if we look at Genesis chapter 1, verse 28, I believe. Yep, it says, God blessed them and said to them, Be fruitful and increase in number, fill the earth and subdue it, rule over the fish in the sea and the birds in the sky and over every living creature that moves on the ground, right? Be fruitful and increase. Okay, be fruitful and increase. That is what we are called to do with our gifts to be fruitful and increase. We are to be fruitful and increase, which means that we're supposed to bring a return on God's investment. All right, use your gift, use your gift. And remind, I mean, let me remind you because in Matthew chapter 25, it says, Um, in verse 15, that God divided the bags of silver in proportion to their abilities. So the guy that got five had the ability to handle five. The guy that had two had the ability to handle two. And the guy that had one had the ability to handle one. And I promise you, he was probably a victim of comparison. He was probably a victim of comparison. He was probably insecure that he only got one. Right. But I'm here to tell you that you should not be comparing yourself to anybody especially nowadays, you should not be comparing where you are with anybody because if you start with what you have and you're faithful in stewarding and working with what you have, watch how God begins to multiply you when you bring back your one talent with another one. Don't focus on, oh, because I got one, then trying to bring back five. You, we're not there yet. Remember, the one with five brought back five more. The one with two brought back two more. So the one with one was supposed to bring back one more. And then the, he wouldn't have got, he would have got the, well done, my good and faithful servant. You've been faithful in handling this small amount. So now we'll give you many more responsibilities. Let's, let's celebrate together. Right. Start with what you have and don't try to bum yourself out and, you know, ejecto seat yourself out of the situation because you keep looking at everybody else. No, we don't do that. Don't wait till you have all the fancy stuff. Don't wait till you got all the top notch gear. No, bro, work with what you have and start now. Okay, start now. It only takes bringing back one more. One more. Okay, that could be one retweet, one repost, one like. You know what I'm saying? Like, don't overthink how much you need to bring to the table. Start with where God has started you and then work from there. Also, work with God. Do not work according to your own thinking. Partner with the Holy Spirit. Tap into the wisdom of God. We already read it in James chapter 1, verse 5. If you need wisdom, ask our generous God and he will give it to you. He will not rebuke you for asking. But when you ask him, be sure that your faith is in God alone. Do not waver. So when you're asking God for wisdom on how to multiply and be fruitful in your gifts, make sure that you are asking in faith, not wavering, okay? Because God knows how to start someone small and then blow them up. Because maybe what he wants to instill in you for this consistency and discipline before he brings on more stuff to you. If he can trust, he says it in his word that, oh, man, you've done so good with this small amount. Now I can trust you with more. Right? That's the idea. Right? So if you have the ideas that you've been holding on to, if you have the ideas that you've, been, that you've just been letting dust collect on them, do not keep those ideas there. Work with God to make a plan and follow through with it. Because the Bible says that faith without works is dead. We go to James chapter 2, verse 17. And it says So you see, faith by itself isn't enough. Unless it produces good deeds, it is dead and useless. Another translation says In the same way, faith by itself is if it is not accompanied by action is dead. That's James 2 17. Okay. If you want God to breathe on your gifts, you have to use them, especially with his help. Right, walk with God, move on the give, make the moves, build the experience as you learn along the way so that you can adjust and re strategize. All right, make this year the year because remember, what is our theme this year? Our theme this year is momentum, allowing the driving force of God to. Catapult us into the things that he's promised for us this year. Okay, so make the decision to fully immerse yourself into your gifts. Make the decision to choose God and make the decision to return all the glory back to him as you are using your gifts for his glory amen no more holding back no more fighting it no more adding resistance where there needs to be no resistance guys when we say yes to god also ask him for the help to move ask him for the help to move, Because again, you know, it's not by our power. It's not by our might. It's not by our strength. It's not by our, it's by the spirit of God, right? We partner with the Holy Spirit and he's the one that helps us move forward to keep moving forward all right? And stay with God. Stay with God. Keep God in the details. Asking God for help through every step of the way. Praying, praying, praying through every step of the way, right? And when things get really good, do not leave God. When things get really good, because there's hills and valleys, you know, he God can get you out the valley and you think, oh, cool, I'm on the mountaintop. I don't need God. But guess what? There is another valley. It might not be in that particular area, but it can be somewhere else. Stay with God. Don't be a wishy-washy believer in Christ where you only go to God when you need something. Let's actually build a authentic relationship with Christ. So that he can truly be our guide. God wants to do life with us. So I invite you today to enter into relationship with Christ and allow him to transform your life. Maybe you started off in Christ and then you left him along the way. I'm calling you to rededicate yourself back to Christ. Because the results you're looking for can only be found inside Christ. Christ is the one that can give the results that you're seeking. Allow Christ to open this up more for you because, you know, I'm coming to my time on this podcast episode. And um, let's go ahead and close out in prayer. Heavenly Father, I thank you for every listener on this episode and I pray, oh God, that you would give them the prompting and the conviction in their spirit to choose you this day. Lord, we thank you for the gift of free will that you force no man to come to you, oh God, but you know who you are, you know what you offer. And you know that there is no other God that can do it like you. So, Father, we begin to pray for the hearts of your people, that they will receive you with open arms. Oh, God, that they would humble themselves and surrender their lives in your hands in the name of Jesus. That as they choose you, oh, God, show them that it's the best decision that they could have ever made in their life. Oh, God, I pray that their life begins to pop off and They witness how you show out and show up for them in their life in the name of Jesus. I pray, oh God, for every person struggling with their gifts, oh God, whether it's to use it or maybe they don't even know what their gifts are, Lord, I begin. I pray that you would begin to give them the clarity that they need to understand what gifts you have placed on the inside of them, oh God. And I pray that you would begin to put your fertilizer on it and to breathe on their gifts and to give them the strategy that they need to go forward. Because we thank you, oh God, that even though we're in an oversaturated market, you say in your word that, our gifts will make room for us, oh God. I pray that you would begin to make the audience that you have called your people to very clear. And I pray, oh God, that you would begin to reveal the gifts to them and how it should be used for your glory. We are to be winning souls for you. We are to be drawing people back to you, oh God. So we pray for your help in this area. We ask the Holy Spirit to be our guide and our helper, oh God. And Lord we thank you uh, that you desire to do this life with us that we your word says over and over that you that we're not alone and that you are with us and that you will never leave us nor forsake us So, Lord God, we thank you that as we enter into relationship with you, we are confident in our destination after this life, oh God, that we will be with you in eternity forever and ever, oh God. And we pray that as we are on this earth for only a short time, Lord, help us use our time wisely in the name of Jesus. Help us use our time wisely. May we not get caught up in the affairs of the world. The Bible tells us that we should not be conformed to the things of this world, but we should be transformed by the renewing of our mind according to the Holy Ghost. Holy Ghost, renew our minds. Holy Ghost, help us in our mental territory. May we not fall victim to this thing of comparison. May we not fall victim to this thing of the fear of missing out, oh God. Help us, transform us into the new person that you have called us to be, oh God, and change the way that we think, oh God, so that we can learn to know your will for us, oh God. We don't want to, you know, be bamboozled by the tricks and the schemes of the enemy anymore god help us be wise people help us actually walk like the kings and priests and the royal priesthood that you have called us to be on this earth set apart being a light being a city on a hilltop that cannot be hidden help us oh god help us in the mighty name jesus that we have prayed amen thank you so much for listening thank you thank you um, I appreciate every time y'all reach out and let me know that you listen to the podcast is a good encourager for me to keep going. Um, I will leave, you know, my links in the description, the uh, podcast, Instagram, my TikTok, my YouTube page, YouTube video coming soon. a And all the things are going to be in that link. Once again, thank you guys for listening. And... See y'all in the next episode. Bye.